Podcast 21. Mark Brush. That's me, Josh Tyson. From his basement to your ears, 15 news stories this week while we drink many beers. This was a feat of endurance, skill, acumen, ability, agility. And you know what? I really think we need a call. We need a consistent call out for this show. I'm going to start working on that for you folks. Something like Natchcast 21, name, where we're recording from, and then maybe just get out? I don't know. Then I would miss this little banter we have right now, which is all mine and one-sided and not really banter. 15 stories. Face to face. Oh, so pretty. And we're just gonna we're gonna fucking go. Yeah, let's do it. Super quick on housekeeping. What do we got? Cliff Cliff Builders, one ninety nine, good size, I, twenty I, grams of protein. Um, yeah. Why 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 is this in here? <laughs> I have latched. So I, I've been feeling like lightheaded when I don't eat. That's a pretty common experience. Yeah, it's like a low blood sugar thing. But I'm interested in then therefore having convenient source of quick hit energy protein all of it you mean the shit i've been doing for fucking months like eating energy bars yeah but i found but my point is i this one there's something about this one there's so many of those damn bars are like three bucks a bar no i've had the cliff builders bar it packs a wallop dude it's also like a giant snickers bar (laughs) that's why i like it All the flavor. There's like cho- there's like s'mores. Oh, there's uh, like there's a good mint chocolate, chocolate, pe- chocolate peanut butter. That's a great one. Yeah, I used to. That was my jam. Like, oh okay. Well, I'm just telling you. I'm probably a your... year ago, I was buying those all the time. I, good price, buck ninety nine. Twenty price grams right. of protein. It's a candy bar in disguise that I am eating every day. Moving on. D- yeah. Nice note. That's a fucking candy bar. Why don't... I was just gonna talk about Pro Bar a little bit. You know, Pro Bar. <laughs> They make, I think it's called a Pro Core bar. It's kind of, it's kind of like their Cliff Builders bar. It's sweet. Is it good for your core? Uh, I mean, if you're working your core, it's gonna. This probably is the bar. Deliver. Yeah, but they have one that's called Green Machine or Green. No, Green Machine is green juice. Green Dream. Mean Gene Green. Oh, that's your phone. I think that's yours. What? Anyway, it's pretty good. It's packed with like. It looks like matcha powder, but I assume it's just like, you know, dehydrated veggies. What are we, so it's plug, good. Plug it's in good. Pro I'm, bar. Plugging up, I'm saying that's my, you're on pro bars right now, or you're on builder bars. I've been on pro bars, but you can't find that one everywhere. So when I go to Sprouts, how much I load is that up. one? I think I looked at that one and it was more. Like $3. I, is, yeah. Yeah. It's a dollar more. There's, I'm not willing to pay the extra dollar. Okay. It's bugging me. Keep eating your huge protein candy bars. Ooh, yeah. Cliff is a founding brand in this. If you're gonna industry. keep eating Builders bars, you, at some point you're gonna have to right. do a couple things. Because you're such a hot swimmer here, you gotta take off your shirt. <laughs> We're gonna Instagram your pecs. <laughs> uh, sh- we'll do a shirtless podcast at Escabona. <laughs> 
That's a big promise. That's a big promise. Oh, I can't yeah. wait. All right, we got. Uh, we we literally have fifteen stories this week, so I we won't have time to acknowledge where they came from. Some of our regulars have contributed here. Okay, so we're giving a shout out to D Fay and Shaggy Brownie. That's at uh, three D Fay on Instagram. Would you quit pl- yeah. at Shaggy Brownie? <laughs> Charge Kingsbury as well. Charge Industry. Kingsbury. Charge Kingsbury. <laughs> He's yep. uh, uh, he's like he, the knight. He's the Sir Lancelot. He, that's right. I, I think he's Ned Nimby on. Uh, oh, that's who Ned Nimby is. Instagram. Yeah. I've been I've been marveling at Ned Nimby's very... Se- secret trails. Yeah. Yeah. I want to go hiking with Ned Nimby. You want to go mountain bike riding? Yeah. I want to joust first. Actually, if we could meet in Larkspur and joust first, and then do some hiking, assuming we don't have broken Just ribs. Send him a comment on Instagram. See what. All right. see Watch what... for that, Ned. Nimby. No, I don't think he really. All right. No, I think he's on Instagram. What is octopuses or aliens? Oh, that was me sneaking in an extra story. Oh, yeah. I, I, I'll open this, I guess. But it's... Uh, no, you won't open any stories this week. This is an exception because it's just from housekeeping. Anyway, actually, I don't need to. It's going to be quick. So some scientists, uh, they did a they sequenced octopus DNA. And they can't figure it out. Really? This was in an Irish newspaper that I read this. What? They think octopuses might literally be aliens. Like their DNA what? looks like it was put through a fucking blender. Really? Yeah. Here. Uh, the first whole cephalopod. Cephalopod. Jesus. Dude, it's a tricky word. Genome sequence shows a striking level of complexity with 33,000 protein coding genes identified more than in a human probably eating builders yeah they're fucking crazy those proteins but there's a good quote at the end it's it basically says uh it was it was as if the octopus genome had been put into a blender and mixed something's crazy well it's not surprising but when you think about some of the things you see octopus octopi doing the octopuses making pretty have you seen the video of the octopus that takes pictures of people <laughs> it's, like it's, a, it's at an aquarium somewhere i don't yeah. know where but yeah he can, he has a camera yeah or he has access to a camera on the inside of his enclosure and he take when people sit on this in the or stand in this spot he takes their picture it's another uh we got a whole another possible apocalypse there the, the octo- octopus, octopus apocalypse the robot apocalypse yep the drought apocalypse the we all get fat and stupid apocalypse we're, we're in the midst of that apocalypse. They're all. We're in the midst of all of them. Which one's going to win? I don't know. <gasps> but you know what's coming up? What? Some fucking asparagus and bottles of water. Oh, God. This, we were made for this story. This podcast exists to cover a story like this. Yep. Whole Foods. What the fuck? Yeah. What the fuck? Whole Foods $6 asparagus water is just water with three stalks of asparagus in it. By Daniela Galarza, eater.com. I was in a, a genuine attempt to pronounce it in its correct dialect. Uh, cephalopod. Uh, I don't know really more what you have to say about this. This story was uh, about a week ago. They caught I read it, it too. I read it. It was in separately. California. It was at one store. <laughs> Man. Uh, Quote, the bottles appear to be filled with water and three stalks of raw asparagus. They are priced at five ninety nine each. Yeah. If this had come on April 1st and had been at every single Whole Foods in the nation, that would have been great, amazing. Great marketing campaign. It would have really been, yeah, an exemplary marketing campaign because it, it would have done something that this loan incident blew it with. 
in that there are people that are skeptical of Whole Foods. They call oh it. They God. call it Whole Paycheck. They, and for the for the people that don't just like suck it up and shop there, they do call it that. I suck it up and shop Seven there. Seven years ago, they called. You know, Gilded Insider. Finger I, on the I pulse. Still, finger on the pulse. You got a finger up your. Because <laughs> there are still people that call it that. They. This is. This comes at a. It's terrible, not like the prices have plummeted there. No, it's a terrible. It's, it's not an irrelevant. Terrible timing. Moniker. Yeah. They're under new assault, new charges that they actually like rig it and and overcharge for things. Not just that they're expensive, but like their weight, weights and scales are off and stuff like that. Oh. But, I mean, Jesus Christ! They, it the well, this I think has should be the uh, Instagram we embed on the show notes this week because it's just laughable. When you look at it, right? Yeah. It's one of those codes where they've kicked off the little sticker: Whole Foods asparagus water five ninety nine, water. Three stocks of asparagus. The quotes were something about. Is it like, electrolyte water? It's. They at they called the store eater Daniela Ganada, called the store and said, uh, "What's going on here?" And if she finally got to some guy. who was like, "Yeah, you know, we trim off the bottoms and then the nutrients from the asparagus go into the water." I wonder if drinking asparagus <laughs> water would make your pee smell. I don't know because they've they've removed it from the from the store. They got so no one, well, they, so it's we'll have been, to make our totally, own asparagus water. Totally, that's what we should have been drinking tonight. Uh, apparently, there was some instruction from the mothership to like do some vegetable and mushroom stocks that got misinterpreted as this product. That's this, amazing. Which may or may not. They be should bullshit. have saved it for April first because Whole yeah, foods, like anyone man. who thinks Whole Foods is like kind of full of it. Hopefully, I don't know how many people like that walked into that store on that day. Saw that and we're like, what the fuck? I was right. If you're out there and you, uh, well, you're not going to come forward if you actually bought it. If you have access to the the sales records of who actually bought that product. Because there's this. And in the meantime, we'll do our best to accurately recreate that product because it sounds like a multi step process. Well, it speaks volumes, doesn't it? It's the world we live in. The healthy water craze. Watermelon, but that is kind of, I mean, good Lord, when you buy a coconut water, it, it, they've, they've done it the right way. They've labored. It's not like they took they've a- drilled a hole in a coconut and they, poured it into well, a vat. Cut off some of the meat and dumped it in a bottle of water and sold it to you for six bucks. Yeah, not a lot of labor went into this. Not a lot of love. One Coke to rule them all. You know what? So I say, that's you bullshit. Know, I don't know. I don't buy the whole story about- Jesus- Stock and all that, and they, I think they might have really tried to sell this Wait, thing. Stock? Are you talking about the the mushroom stock from the last story, or are you onto this one now? Yeah, no, I because that was an explosive <laughs> reaction did, to a story that you have not given any background on. I, I got I Context. started this shift, and then I got really worked up. Over the last I one. actually had a new idea. I'm calling foul. My idea was to write on the back of my hand, hmm. and I think you should do the same at the beginning before we start each podcast. In Sharpie, maybe. So it takes a few days to come off. Write the word context. That way we glance at it every once in a while. <laughs> For when we're doing the, yeah. <laughs> and just remember to keep our outbursts in context. Well, the, I, the outburst was... Golden. Three seconds beyond where it should have been. I started... And it gave me the chance to have a little, <laughs> little offshoot of my own. One thing I, I... You know what else we need to do on that Sharpie? You write context and then you say, bring it. Oh, bring it. Bring it. I'm sad to... This to, is I'm, bullshit. I'm, I'm sad don't that, do I'm this. I'm sad that you forget to bring it. WTF Whole Foods, don't do this. Okay. You what? corrected it, but you know what? Hey, hey, your phone. Oh, yeah. Man. All right, let's move on. 
Let's One Coke to rule them all. Jesus. You yell at the top of your lungs. <laughs> what the fuck is going on? I got it. BevNet. Jeff Kleinman. Pro? Yeah, pro. T- dude, this is the world we live in. There's a whole fucking website. Just BevNet. It's all about beverages. <laughs> yes. That's how true. Thick, how thick would something have to be before it becomes a stew or and like is not BevNet news? Any other podcast, we would have time to figure that okay. out. Okay, I guess if you have to eat it with a spoon for now, we'll just assume. But not with Suja. Suja. Yep. Remember Suja, right? Yeah. A couple it's, episodes it's a way back. way to ingest $13, $14 worth of Ten. juice. $10. $9, $10. Yeah. And you get a lot of fresh fruit and vegetables in your yeah, it never Good. takes me more than I would say two minutes to finish one of those. How you doing on your beer? I'm on my second beer. Oh boy, I better look at the, you. I barely cracked the. <clears throat> Coca- this is Uinta Brewing Company Hopnosh IPA. They didn't sponsor. I don't give a shit. Okay, Coca-Cola investing ninety million in Suja, valuation reported at three hundred million. Hot damn, that's BevNet. BevNet has learned that the Coca-Cola company will invest $90 million in Suja as part of a deal that will give the soft drink giant a path to ownership of the fastest... This has got type. I had it all lined up, but no, then I... You know what? It's not your fault. <laughs> yes, they're typos. That's what I'm saying. BevNet. This is a problem. People are fast and loose with this journalism. They are. They get the fa- uh, path to ownership, fast-growing juice maker in three years. Precedent would be honest tea. Seth Goldman, mm-hmm. stepwise acquisition, one round one. Coke invests a little bit, and he says, "All right, we'll see how this goes, motherfuckers." Mm. He may or may not have said that part. I'm hoping Ste- he did. Step two, you do the dance, and all of a sudden you're like, "Oh yeah, I've got on the top of my kids' juice pouches no high fructose corn syrup," and you mm. get the call from corporate going, "Can you take that off of there?" And you go, "No, fuck you." See, that's bringing it. So you say fuck twice. <laughs> yeah. And then three, you go, okay, that worked. I can still be me. Go ahead and buy me. So that's the steps. Okay. That, they're so now when, replicating... when is Suja going to say fuck you, Coke? Well, the, well, I guess are... we'll find out. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But is this similar to the the deal between McDonald's and Chipotle back in the day? Uh, no. Because Chipotle, no, McDonald's invested. Yeah, they had them for a while. Then they spun them back out. I don't think they spun them back out. Did they? No, tell me what you think. I guess you are the Gilded <laughs> Insider. Did, I, but did I think Coke, this, is, this but is a smart way Chipotle to do it. had an op, had an exit, right? Like they had a, sure they an option. Yeah. To, oh, oh yeah, sure. The, like McDonald's doesn't care about Chipotle. I'm sure they had Chipotle's many fucking options huge. and many exits. Chipotle's great. That's what I'm saying. I don't think they spun them out. Like they're like, oh, we're done with you. If Here's you were your... an investor right now, you'd be looking at Whole Foods, going, "Ooh, that's in the tank." Chipotle, boom, off the charts. Similar vibe, right? What? You think Whole Foods is in the tank? What, based on that asparagus? Oh, the watershed? stock prices. And it oh. has been for some time. Ah. It's been on a, yeah. Decline. Insider stuff. Sorry. Well, that's why you're here. I check the papers every morning to check my stock prices. <laughs> <laughs> slippies, you're roving slippies, just reading the paper. Ah, uh, oh, the kingmaker. Uh, one Coke to rule them all. So, and of your course. Scepter. I was, I don't, I don't, We're getting uh, you a scepter. Also this week, Coca-Cola funds scientists who shift blame for obesity away from bad diets. If you haven't heard this, you're under a rock. Coca-Cola basically bought and created a nonprofit called the Global Energy Balance Network. It's got a bunch of scientists going, hey, you know what? Sugar's fine, but you need to exercise more. Mm -hmm. You need to run off them Cokes. 
and they got caught. I mean, maybe they're just hedging their bets, too. Like, yeah, sugar's bad now, and fat's good. But in another 20 years, maybe fat is bad again, and Which, sugar's okay. That's why this tweet from Diet Coke caught my attention. Yeah. Trends come and go, but great taste doesn't change. Hashtag get a taste. <laughs> Hashtag get a taste. <laughs> yeah. I'm looking at that, and I'm like... With enough sugar and chemicals, we can make anything taste amazing. Do you like the taste? Of, people like the taste of Diet Coke. I do not. You know what? I had my first Diet Coke that I, in probably, Jesus, like eight years or something. This is where we have, we need a cue. Tyson diet. Oh, we need a Tyson diet. Yeah. Although, yeah, the, I mean, my Maybe once. Maybe that cue. No, that's okay. But every eight years, once every eight years, I have a diet beverage. That's part of the diet plan from now on. You gotta, you, otherwise, you'd be weakened. And you know what? In case you got this kidnapped. reminds me, we almost. You were kidnapped in a cellar and all they would give you is Diet Coke and your system wasn't. Like, ah, totally revolted. Tyson can take it. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to last at least two more weeks. That's right. And this reminds me that we almost skipped right over my epic road trip to Chicago. Oh, damn. Because that is where I had this Diet Coke. It was, uh, it was at my friend Joe's parents' house. It's a couple minutes on the road trip. Let's pause. Let's okay, yeah, let's go. I wasn't there. So I'm going to start from the beginning. We'll, oh, we'll no, work. no, no. No, I, I'll make I it like fast. So, okay. But I mean, I got to give context it says it right on the back of my hand okay mine says bring it okay you bring it right after i give this context all right road trip boom chicago my wife and i nicole and i used to live in chicago for mm. about five years then we moved back here had some critters and our friends joe and gina they have some Is that critters an std too. no that's kids children oh, a couple of critters connect that wow slow on the uptake here Get your, you don't need your phone anymore. You're right. Off phone. <laughs> Couple of critters. Our friends Joe and Gina, they have two critters as well. Uh, slightly younger than ours. And we, we, uh, they come out here sometimes. We play out of badminton. And then this time we went out there and we fucking drove. We rented a minivan with a TV in it and third row seats. It was the, insane. The details. Blo- like, Maybe these details come back <laughs> no, in later. It's like, man, we played a lot of badminton. Anyway, we got a minivan. <laughs> We played some badminton out in Chicago, is my point. See, okay. it was going to loop back. Okay. You're derailing this thing. Yeah. I'm, bringing I'm taking it. a little bit of poetic license, but it's not for nothing. It's not for not. I'm ready. Drove out to Chicago. That's a long drive. It was insane. We, I, we were for three hours on the way in Nebraska, across almost all of Nebraska. We were driving directly under biblical fucking rain. Ooh. This Just this insane storm moving right you know over who, us. Whose uh, favorite book is the Bible? Hillary Clinton. So then we were, I was going to try and get all the way to Omaha, all Griswold and shit, just like making it to Omaha. Only could get to Lincoln. I was getting tired. Mm -hmm. Slept for a couple hours, got up, bam, kept going all the way to Chicago. Kids are asleep? No. Excuse me, critters? The critters slept a little, during that torrential rainstorm, they were asleep the whole time. Oh. And we were just getting balls deep on Sirius Radio. You weren't fucking listening to Natchcast? Nicole won't listen to Nat. That was your chance. I forgot to download them. Oh. God, it wouldn't have been the right environment. <laughs> it would have woken Elias uh, up. Uh, oh Jesus! He, you if just, he hears Natcast, you just got caught in a. The kids are asleep in the back. Your wife's right there. That's almost as bad with meeting from what was it five or six titans of fucking natural foods and not having the artisan handcut business cards on you. I just miss my private life. Yeah. So driving across Iowa, quick UX aside here. 
Oh God! I'm just taking this all over the place. <laughs> Road trip and UX. Yes, this is a this is a meta. Uh-huh. This is an offshoot of an offshoot. Ninety seconds left. Rest stops. Okay. Yeah. You think of these states where people associate driving through Iowa, Nebraska, as just like one fucking interstate, and mm. you hate it. And you're miserable the whole time. It's actually quite pretty. Lots of cornfields. Yeah. Cornfields out the ass, which are kind of fun to watch. Fun to look at, especially when you're whizzing past at 90. Crop dusting. But rest stops. Iowa, along with having an ass load of wind farms off around I-80, hmm. clustered all around the highway. Uh, seems about middle of the state. Heaviest concentration. They have all sorts of amazing rest stops, like really nice, comfortable, welcoming rest stops. And that is great experience design because that is realizing that you have a crucial interaction with people who are passing through your state who might want to just get all the way across your state and not want to spend any time at all there, but they pull off at this rest stop. They're like, this is a really nice rest stop. There's a really useful map here. These yeah. are really clean bathrooms. Good rest stops. There are, I'm just saying. <laughs> they were, they were landscaped. They were architect. They weren't just <laughs> junky. It wasn't just a hole in the ground is what I'm saying. I love it. Wouldn't it be nice if every rest stop? So was then we way. stopped in Iowa City. Uh oh. Drove around the college a little bit. You did just went just to hits. a food co-op. Isn't that where the Iowa's writer Iowa Writers Workshop is? Is uh, in Iowa City. Oh. Is it Iowa? The University of. I believe that's in Iowa City. Anyway. F for not knowing that, <laughs> Mr. David Foster Wallace. Reader. I know that. Any in any case, then we power through Chicago. Had an amazing trip. Our friends Joe and Gina, who I was talking about earlier, they own... Shout out Joe and Gina, yep. Bad Mitten. Yep. They own a, a clothing store, a wonderful boutique oh. on Division Street in We need uh, hats Bucktown. and shirts. Well, they don't make hats and shirts. They buy them Do from they, other They don't make novelty designers. hats and shirts? <laughs> no. Okay. It's like a really nice <laughs> boutique where you'd go buy men's and women's clothing. They have a small children's section at Shop Penelope's. <laughs> But that is where I spatchcocked it. They, they were way into my natchcocking of a chicken, which I'm taking over because spatchcocking, that's for direct heat. Natchcocking is when you spatchcock a chicken and then cook it over indirect heat and blow everyone's fucking minds with how moist and delicious. That is bringing it. And that is a metaphor for what we're doing here. Yes. In some way. <laughs> yes. So while I ramble on for just a couple more seconds, you can in the back of your mind because you might have checked out, at least think about that. Natchcocking. Natchcocking. There was a point. Badminton. Badminton. Oh, yeah, there was that point. And we, you did. we, just, we cooked lots of wonderful meals. You, you, know went, up, you went up to the Signature Lounge. Am I, that was a cover restaurant in Dining Out, wasn't it? Yeah, it was actually, I had already left Dining Out Which as, is a magazine as an editor. where we used to work, yeah. We worked together. I, it was a freelance assignment that I did. Oh, that's right. Went back. Under a pseudonym. I might have used a pseudonym. But that was a pivotal restaurant in my, the the. the, the, the flowering blossoming of of my relationship with my wife i took her there she came to visit me in chicago and that's a pro move when when someone comes to visit you in chicago that's how you let them know that they're they're with a native well not a native but you take them there because they're all should we go up in the sears tower which is now called the willis tower and you're like "Mm, i don't know should we spend 15 dollars on an elevator ride (laughs) or should we take a free elevator ride almost just as high and spend you know ten dollars on a martini (laughs) I think the answer is clear. Sure. That's the pro move. You go up to the signature lounge on the 96th floor. Signature room, I think, is on the 95th floor, which is a really good restaurant. We had a great meal there. 
a decadent, absurd. Sounds like he had a great trip. Meal. <laughs> I like the picture. Of, sorry, microphone. Jeez. The uh, Con, uh, ConAgra picture. Oh, yeah. You well, drove right the, by it. Well, like, that was accidental. Let me yeah. get to that. First, I want to just glaze, just breeze past the Diet Coke. We went to Joe's parents' house in Lake Forest. Yeah. Which is where John Hughes lives. Okay. Yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> Historical <laughs> shit. Swam in his parents' pool for many hours, and and I went in to get a drink. Two out of fifteen stories. (laughs) We've only done two. You're going to Lake Forest. Yeah, we've done two. Oh, this is a problem. All right. Anyway, I drank a drink of Diet Coke. He had some. His mom had some Diet Coke in the fridge. How would you think of it? Uh, It was kind of good. It was no Zevia. But it was pretty (laughs) good. That's good. That's the changing times. Uh, So Diet Coke. It's no Zevia. That's right. And so we literally left from his parents' house and drove straight back. Uh, we didn't make it to Omaha, did we? Des Moines. Des Moines. Des Moines. Stop there. But, on, and then when we finally got to Omaha the next day, uh-huh. went and like we were just kind of surveying the downtown scene. Uh, found like a pretty good cafe that had a lot of vegetarian fare. I got a tofu banh mi sandwich. Nicole got like this nice salad. Swung by a sushi restaurant. Got the kids some yummy sushi. These details. No, but then she's asking at the sushi restaurant. They're irrelevant. That, no, they are relevant. They were. She said, "I promise you, it's relevant." She's like, "Where can we go eat this? Because we have restaurant. We have food from two different restaurants. Yeah. We want to go sit somewhere and eat." And the guy's like, "Oh, you know, just go up a couple of blocks, take yeah, a the left." Guy, sure. And then he's like, then you'll be in a nice park. There's a fountain. You can sit and eat. So we follow his instructions or instructions. We're in the Heaven. fucking heart of ConAgra head, World Headquarters. <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah. And then so we park and it kind of seems like it's a public park. There's a path around the lake and there's people walking around nice. and there's trees and there's geese. It's a world. And there, but there's little signs like, you know, be respectful. This is private property. And there's a shitload of buildings like ConAgra building four, building five. Tagline, the f- making the food you love, doesn't matter. Anyway, we went and sat on the grass in front of this big jizzing, like, just cock explosion fountain that shoots water, like, probably like 50, 60 feet in the air. Powerful. Eating local vegetarian uh, you, yeah. Not a scrap of meat. And not yeah. intentional. So there we are, sitting on the lawn at Conagra headquarters, eating like reasonably responsible people. And then we got back into our fucking minivan that has shitty gas mileage. <laughs> burned a bunch of fuel driving back to Denver. That's uh, That one piece of the story is great. And scene. That, there we go. Good job. <laughs> you infiltrated Conagra with a bunch of uh, tofu banh mi sandwiches. Nailed it. Yeah, but we also, I mean... No, I was, no, no, you're done. No, I, eating, Joe and Gina, eating at their house, preparing meals together with friends. Magic. It's just like about the best thing in the world. That is true wealth. Road to, oh. Having access to good food that you can prepare, cook with friends. It's really all that matters. And they are incredible hosts. They're the kind of people that like when you are sitting playing games with them. You're sitting playing Settlers of Catan and shit. They're getting up all the time. They're bringing out different snacks. Oh. And it's, it's like they're bringing some, here's some cashews and chocolate chips. This, this is just what I found. Let's eat together. 
Let's yeah. en- let's enjoy each other. Let's not be hungry. Let's generosity of spirit. Yeah, it's fucking wonderful shit. Can I, can I come next time? Yeah, well they they might come here next time. We'll have you over. We'll play some badminton. <laughs> Boom. So Wet that that was a worthwhile aside. There's a little one little nugget in there. Uh, number three, please. Oh, I threw my I cast my phone aside. Oh, you don't have the dock there. All right, the dock. Not the dock's right here. Wet bug beer. Wet bug beer. Hmm. This one we can breeze right through. Uh, this is Great American Beer Festival medal winner Chalk Lobster hitting taps in Maine. So this is from Dogfish Brew Pub. Love Dogfish, right? Yeah, they crazy make great flaves. beer. I forget exactly where they are in Maine, but they're wonderful. You can you can read Scott, huh? Booth Bay Harbor. Okay. Sheep yeah. Scott. Yeah. So the, I mean, this is this is something. What a lot of brew pubs do. They try and out-brew or out-weird each other with their brews. There's some weirdity. La- the last time I went to Great American Beer Festival, which was a few years ago, back when I worked at Dining Out, there was, there was, it was like kind of an oyster stout here. So there were, there were oyster stouts that were ge- like genuinely brewed with oysters. There's also like an oyster stout, which is kind of a stout that's meant to be enjoyed with oysters. Yeah. But, but the, your point here is a lobster. Chocolate yeah, so lobster. they're doing it with lobster. And the consensus seems to be that you can't, like I, I read the reviews of this beer, a few that I found online, and that you could sort of taste it. I mean, but it's Getting just, all them wet bugs from Ebenekakuk. Ebenekakuk? It's just a nice way to pay tribute to your, Oyster farm. The, the region you're living in. Like, yes. fuck it, let's throw some. And, and I don't know, there's not a lot of solid information about how this is brewed, but I did read someone saying that they love the, imi- the, uh, the image of, uh, so you have... Uh, Dog head, dogfish head founder and president, Sam Calaglione. I, I'm fucking that up, probably. But they they were liking the image of him dropping lobsters into boiling wort. <laughs> Little sadistic. Ow! Oh, but anyway, it's, it's good to see that beer is just going fucking bananas. Check it out, chalk lobster. Beer is taking over. Tell us if it's any good. Can we get it? It's everywhere? like wine, but for people who don't want to spend a bunch of money becoming a small year. like you can get balls deep in wine but like beer mm. it's more egalitarian and I'm weird uh, so fyi mm-hmm. since you foisted this ipa upon me as we move into the colder months you're going to be shifting to brush, an ipa diet brush shifts to bourbon bourbon hell yeah bourbon. such a southern gentleman mm. i like bourbon what do you drink like Bullet? Is Eight. that a bourbon? Bullet's a passable. Woodford Reserve. Nah. What? Oh, it's too smooth. You don't like it to yeah. taste like fucking raw. molten velvet. <laughs> yeah, why would you? The Internet of Brewing Things. See, look at this. Powering through. Boom. Diving headfirst in, in, into the Internet of Things by Eric A. Taub in the New York Times. This is just sort of a roundup article, I think, of a few little Who cares? IOT. I'm just talking about the article for a second. No, too much Products. context. All right, so this one. More bring it, less context. Jesus, the Pico Brew, a 50-pound brewing unit and a separate metal keg, largely automates the beer-making process. To use the unit, you first connect it to the internet, uh, either with a wire or wirelessly, then choose one of more than 100 recipes available to download. You load the unit with the amounts of barley, hops, and water called for in the recipe. From there, the Pico Brew takes, or technology takes over. Choosing the proper brewing time and temperature, you can monitor the temperature of the brew and of the unit on the company's website. You can also come up with your own recipe and share it with others through the system, bringing a new social aspect to having beer. 
So what this reminds me of is an article, and I don't remember the author's name, but it was in Atlantic Journal. And it was called The Internet of Things You Don't Need. <laughs> okay. And it's kind of one of those fad products where it's just like, just because we can make something sophisticated and connected to the Internet of Things that we should. Good. But it's a perfect example of like why these things kind of fail because Bringing it. the guy leads it, the uh, the Atlantic monthly journal or whatever article he leads with a product i don't remember the name but it's like a, a fucking propane tank app oh, so you you get this app and they send you a scale and you push can, notification yes you propane can, level low yes you can set your propane tank on it and like if you happen to be out shopping like do i have enough propane propane to cook all this skirt steak oh, let me check my app yeah it's i have to i have to swipe 15 screens because i have so many There's ridiculous so many apps. apps on my phone yeah and so this Again, it seems to me like you could make this uh, piece of technology and it wouldn't need to be internet enabled. Yeah, yeah. Like I could see the value of, yes, well, okay, I, I press the recipe I want to cook. It's kind of, you know, 100. I add the stuff. 100 and then recipes. I wait. Okay, that's pretty neat. But you can get that out of a book. Uh, so what are the you useful? Can do your own. This thing, though, you uh, come up with your own. Okay, great. And share it with others through the system, bringing a new social aspect. Yeah, let's create a social network around a specific a product. Beer maker. Yeah, that's not going to work. I'm not. At doing the very that. best, you come up with a clever hashtag and hope that it picks. <laughs> you don't. You don't try and create a social network based around this specific product. And you also, I mean, the way that this could be useful as a connected product is that maybe if you're getting so geeked out on it that you want the temperature to remain perfect it could be pulling mm. wet and this is the kind of this is where the internet of things kind of starts to make sense if this thing is pulling weather data from different uh, <laughs> services and saying like oh okay and it's pulling data about the the humidity biblical rainstorm on the horizon yeah and the temperature and like it's predicting like okay you're, we need to, you're we making need to, so many hand gestures right now <laughs> we need to lower the you should be videoing this we need to lower the temperature just a little bit to make sure that the beer uh, is fermenting just so. Yeah. Like that is where the Internet of Things actually makes sense. And that's know. that's the promise of the Internet of Things. If if these products can only talk to your fucking cell phone and you fleetingly, then it's kind of useless, right? But if these products can talk to, like if your beer maker can talk to your fridge, if it can talk to a bunch of like National Weather Service data and collect that and somehow make that relevant to your beer making experience, then bravo. <laughs> Otherwise, don't clutter the airwaves. Yeah. Shit. I don't need it. I got the apps I need. Instagram. That's. Yeah. I need Instagram. What are you? Twitter. No, I don't need Twitter. I need Instagram. Calendar. I guess mail. Instagram. Message. You need it. I do need. You're like a 15 year old girl. (laughs) You need to be surfing that. Just a baby girl. All right. You know what you need to do is more selfies where your pecs are exposed. They're coming. Could Salad we... of the week. Salad of the week. Salad of the week. Uh, Not just any salad of the week. Space. Space. Salad of the week. Do you, have you looked at this? Should I take it? I gave it no, to I you. It. I watched the video. The video is amazing. It's pretty amazing. So they grew some salad, some red lettuce, I think, on the International Space Station. Red romaine lettuce. And it's wonderful. Like you can, I don't know. Much Expedition about 44. Yeah. So you can watch a video of three guys eating it. pulling a rack of the salad out and eating it and talking about the necessity to grow this kind of food if, and he says they will be going to Mars. So when they go to Mars, this is the kind of thing that needs to happen. That's right. But uh, there was food like, sustainability on board. 
Yeah, just like a it's it's kind of an exciting video. I, it, it, the most exciting thing. Oh, it, it's it's kind of like the first step on the moon in 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 this day and age. I don't know if I'd say it's the first step on the moon necessarily, <laughs> but it no, but it, it it's a JV version. Well, no, you know what it is. It's like the we first grew some fucking lettuce and took a bite. No, but we're in a world. Throw up. We're in a world where the if if the first step of the moon happened today, oh, no one would give a fuck tomorrow. Oh man, oversaturated. So th- this is actually what we need. It's like little exciting fragments of like oh, holy shit. Great point, Josh. Oh, we are ready to. We are seeding this trip to Mars because we're planning some fucking. We're growing lettuce on a space station. It's a great point. The one thing I'm a little concerned about, though, is that at least two of the guys look like they uh, are working at Best Buy. Is that what we're wearing on the International Space Station? Khakis and, and golf shirts? It's tight quarters, all right? Tight quarters? I'm you don't just... get to move around. You're going to quibble with their khakis? And I'm just curious. That's just interesting that they looked like the, it looked like a couple of uh, Best Buy employees picking the salad. Here, this, this, this I found interesting. The experiment, if it, uh, uh, sure. Well, no. The experiment was officially called Veg01, but nicknamed Veggie. Okay, that's great. This part. Hashtag. NASA has gone out of its way to make the food look more familiar using green LEDs as well as more efficient red and blue ones in order to make the lettuce turn more green and less red than it otherwise would do. Hmm. Quote, we could, we could more efficiently grow them without the green LEDs, Shireholtz said. But the green actually gives it psychological benefit of eating a food that looks familiar versus food that looks weird. That's interesting. Yeah. When you think about all the things that they put astronauts through, (laughs) the (laughs) myriad of things that they have to accept and acclimate to, they're they're worried about, like, (laughs) let's not give them red lettuce. They wanted to That could just be the straw that breaks it. It, Well, there was a lot of that in the article about, like, the psychological damage of not having fresh food, of not having familiar. I just like that they're thinking about that. Yeah, me too. Like, that's that's experience design a little bit. Oh, boy. We don't have to go deep into it, but that's nice. Like, they're... It's like for every added stress, and especially on a trip to Mars, there's going to be many. For every added stress, like, what can we do to reduce the psychological payload? Nicely And we're switching these fucking LED lights? I mean, and they're saying that it's reducing efficiency. Well, look. I like what's happening. I'm just... (laughs) Okay. Thumbs up on this one. I was thinking we should have like a segment every week. Thumbs up on life. We could do a thumbs up, thumbs down, or we could do one good, one bad. We're not Siskel and Ebert. (laughs) I'm Siskel. You're Ebert. (laughs) uh, This is so fucking trippy that this is happening right now, because I'm trying to remember who I was talking to in Chicago... Or was it in a dream? I don't know. Or someone like likened us to Siskel and Ebert and said that you were Siskel and that I was the Ebert. Yeah. I think that's a given. But it doesn't just have, it's not just that you're taller and and like real slender. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. Siskel was more of a gilded insider. Oh, yeah, that's probably right. Ebert was more of the body everyman, just marginally so. Yeah. But Siskel... He flew on private jets. Oh, duh. He had meetings with the captains of industry. Ebert was drinking at, like, bars that were under, like, in the, like, down where they filmed Batman, lower, lower whacker, like, down in Chicago, like, these weird <laughs> bars that are, like, under the fucking street. Where are we? Busta! You've made, you've done the segue for me. 
Busta Busted. Busta Busted. Sources. Busta Rhymes arrested after throwing protein powder at Jim Goer. By Hudson Hongo Gawker. Story. Quote, according to WCBS-TV, the 43-year-old hip-hop artist got into a fight with another member of Iron Jim in Chelsea and, quote, allegedly threw a container of lean body protein at the victim. Says, this is from the comment boards. This is awesome. Says Big McLarge, excuse me, Big McLarge Huge. Oh, yeah. When I saw recent photos of him, I thought, damn, he got heavy. Nah, my man just got swole as fuck. Swole. Yeah. I love that word. It's just it's the celebrity gossip of the week. I don't even know if... <laughs> it's just mind-blowing to me. That That's just a pedestrian just... thing to have happened, like a little fight at a gym, and you, you throw, throw a can of something at someone, but like, I love that they call it... like It's not just a can of... It's Lean this, body protein. This particular brand of beverage was hurled yeah. Yeah. by Busta Rhymes, who Busta. is... He's aging. We're all getting older. 43 years old. He's all swole. He's swole. And fucking throwing cans of shit at people. He hasn't given up the fight. Don't piss no. him off. No, Don't get hasn't. on his elliptical without wiping it down. hoo Is that him? Does he have you all in check? I think he does. Oh. hoo That sounds like Pacino. I got the... you all in check. No, oh. I mean, it is. Hoo-wah. That's hoo Charlie, my boy. Hoo-ah. Kim Carter. Kim Carter. We're still on the celebrity angle here. Hoo-ah. I got beat. you all in check. Celebrity beat. Uh-huh. Kim Kardashian busted. FDA warns over Kim Kardashian drug promo by Michael Winter, USA Today. That's cold. Michael Winter. The U.S. Food and Drug Administration on Tuesday warned a Canadian pharmaceutical company that Kardashian's posts on Instagram and Facebook touting prescription... Dick Legis? <laughs> Dick Legis. <laughs> I don't think I'm saying that right. Dick Legis. Dick Legis. Wait. <laughs> were false and misleading. The feds told drug maker Duchesne. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> Dick Legis and Duchesne. <laughs> the ad, quote, presents efficacy claims but fails to communicate any risk information associated with its use and it omits material facts. The posts vanished from her accounts Tuesday afternoon. She's pregnant with her second child with Kanye West. The company told CNBC it paid Kardashian to promote its drug, which she said her doctor prescribed for her pretty bad morning sickness. You know what fucking pisses them? They're getting paid to do... That's like pretty bad. The the whole thing of getting paid... This came up yesterday in the uh, strategic mind meld. Is that the one where you forgot to bring business cards? No, I didn't. Yeah, we were... Oh, it was a pro move, actually. It was like, you know what? They, they all know. They're all, the, they're all on the fucking subscribers status. to the Outsider. newsletter. We don't care if they're listening or not. They subscribe to the newsletter. <laughs> they're getting that secret picture. It's coming. I'm going to do that. It's fucking coming. I'm going to do the newsletter. <laughs> I'm sorry, everybody. Uh, 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 I don't understand. Uh, uh. Like, why? All these food bloggers, man. How much more fucking money do you need? Well, we were talking about getting, you know, how do you get attention? You know, yeah, food, food companies, even natural and organic ones, are paying fucking food bloggers to go, here's, do you like my product? Here's my product. Some of them get cash money. All to do a freaking Instagram post? Like, That's obscene. Oh, my breakfast of hmm, this nut butter and this hmm, smoothie and hmm, my little green skin peel. Love it. Hashtag pay me. You You know what's fucking crazy about everything you just said? (laughs) What? That's step one, baby. 
to us all becoming just content machines. Damn, there it is. The better you are at being a content machine, the better you are at like pumping this shit to other people, the more you get paid. Hmm. Don't go to work. Just put on these fancy leggings. Yeah, but I do like drink this smoothie. I'm not. That's dude. You're not fighting it. You're talking to the dapper nag here. <laughs> I was trying to schmooze free product. I did successfully schmooze free product for years for King Shit Magazine. That's something that happened. So I know the rigors. It's the same world. That world is, exists in food as well. That was you. I think that was pre-Instagram maybe. Yeah, that's my point. Now it's super easy. Yeah, I was They were doing telling it me. They're like, oh, hard. yeah. I was so- like a coal miner of getting free shit. <laughs> For publishing shit on the internet. Okay, so I'm going to pay 200 bucks and send them product. They're going to write an article. I'm like, forget the article. You need a one post on Instagram mm-hmm. with the right tags, and that's it. That You don't want an article. No. I used to have a website called The Shoe Horse, but it was like the word whore combined with horse. When did you have this? Me and your nemesis, Sam. <gasps> all it was, the only reason we made this website is we wanted to review skateboard shoes. And all we wanted in return was just free skate shoes. It was a pretty simple trade-off, and it worked. I had, we had very few connections, but like Duff's was it was like this shoe company. I think it's still around. They sent us they sent me a box with like two pairs of shoes, and I I wore those. I was so very like happy. just touched by them sending me these shoes. You I gave one pair to my brother. I wear I wore a pair for a long time. I skated in them like crazy till they burst holes through the toe, he and then I wrote shoes. a very I wrote like a. Fucking 800 word essay, mostly about this journalism professor I had, but also kind of about these shoes. So mirroring the structure of this podcast. Got it. Moving on. Well, you know, we'll be here soon enough. No, we won't. Okay. I I already know that it's a fool's errand. Hmm. We got something bigger in store. Dank ass drones. Dank ass fucking drones. We don't need that green when we got the real green. Flown in by drones. <laughs> in San Francisco? Yeah, this comes to us from High Snobiety, which is a website I used to write for a little bit. Um, so anyway, you don't even need to leave that your house to pick up uh, the high grade. What? A San Francisco-based startup Trees Delivery offers to send your weed package straight to your doorstep via drone. While drone delivery isn't a completely new concept, this marks the first time cannabis will be delivered in this way and seems to be a tech stoner's dream. Currently, the company only delivers in San Francisco, offering medical prescribers three different types of pot boxes that people can order via text, their app, or on the brand's website. The beginner's (gasps) model starts at $99, while two other options are available for $149 each. I think this... We can't... Let's not go deep because... No, there's nothing to go deep. Just move on. No, it's just order another... via text. That seems to be a thing. Yeah, you know, why not? But it's just why do we need this? I mean, there's no real news. I mean, it's it ties into what we've been talking about with drones for a while. It's the you, internet you got... of things you don't need. It's well, the no, network think... of drones you don't need. Well, it's like they're they're just searching for possible use cases for sure, drones. Of course, oh. right? Yeah. So like delivering shit via drone. We were talking. We've been talking about this for episodes. <laughs> Crowded cities of the future you need to drops. The, you're not going to maybe go to Whole Foods. Nope. Or whatever it's. You're certainly not going to go to 365 when it could have been called Ufer. Yeah. You're not going to go to Ufer. You're going to get on your fucking little. You, you're not even going to have a screen probably on however you, however you communicate with the internet at that point is going to be Glass. like. No, it'll just be. Pre- you know what it's going to be? This is what's psychotic. It's like you're just going to be wandering around your house. Content machine. And you'll turn, you'll turn to look at a wall. 
and maybe you'll clap. Maybe we'll go back to the clapper. You clap, bam, it projects right there. You can look, you can, and you can just swipe in the air. It'll pick that up because you'll have sensors all over your house. Right. You're scrolling through shit. You're hitting, oh yeah, I need some weed. You, you push the weed button. And then you turn to the other wall and you, you do a different gesture and up comes whatever, I don't know. It's just like, then it switches to you TV. You were going to say porn. Porn? No. Oh. No, it's just, it's just going to be weird. And then shit's going to be shown up by drone all day long. It's kind of like Fifth Element, but more sophisticated. Like that level of like just cramped in and crowded. Ooh. But a little more. Uh, I'm worried about Denver Boulder. They're talking about the population doubling here. I said that to Jenny when we were in uh, Tahoe. Just be glad you own your home, man. Well, we're in like, you know, we're in a developed neighborhood. It's kind of an established thing. And what you could scrape them off and make them bigger, but you can't add them. You can't pack in more houses. But all the support networks, you want to go to City Park? And you got 8 million people in the suburbs coming in for the weekend to City Park? We got to get out of here. We need plan B. No, there's no plan B. It's no, like, I think it is. It's called Buena Vista. I'm not calling it. No, we had just have weekend homes. Oh, sure. It's not so bougie right. to have like a cabin somewhere. No. Natch cabin. Especially this. Yeah, Natch cabin. Who wants to sponsor our cabin? Here's what I didn't like about this article, though, real quickly, though. Okay. I'm, I'm getting a little tired of the tech stoner's dream shit. Like, yeah, I don't. The, you need to have your weed flown to you, that kind of shit. Like, some stoners are lazy, some stoners aren't. Some people are lazy. Some people aren't. Some people smoke weed and they just want to lay down and watch oh, TV. Oh, the widely cast brush for the stoners. Yeah, well, it's stupid. It's There's like so weird. many types of it's stoners. Like people get like get offended if you talk about drinkers in that sense. Like, like <laughs> nobody gets offended. About they might be too drunk. <laughs> I'm oh, just getting, saying getting there, there are different. Parent it back. No giggles. It's just more of like a. Refl- uh, it's just who you are. If you're a lazy person who wants to lay around and watch. Fucking, if you binge watch what shows food? and play video games and, and weed makes it more enjoyable to do that, you're going to do that. Some people like to smoke weed and do a shitload of stuff. That's right. That's all I'm saying. Let people be people. Let food be food. Call it what it is. And let the weed come flying through the air. You could go there. The three-dimensional printing of downloadable drugs. The first 3D printed pill. This is a tough article you gave me, Josh. The first 3D printed pill. I did. I assigned it to you. You did. Opens up a world of downloadable medicine. Oliver Wainwright, The Guardian. Quote. Developed by Ohio-based pharmaceutical company Apricia. Spritam Leviturasitam. Yep. Is a new drug to control seizures brought on by epilepsy. That's fun. Approved by the U.S. Food and Drug Administration this week, it employs the company's trademark Zipdos technology, which uses 3D printing to create a more porous pill. Well, we're getting somewhere. Yep. I can wrap my hand around a porous pill. Structure means the pill dissolves more quickly on contact with liquids, making it much easier to swallow higher doses. than The 3D printing process also allows layers of medication to be packaged more tightly in precise dosages pointing to a future of more personalized medicine. 3D printed pills could be custom ordered based on specific patient needs rather than a one drug fits all approach. Now that I can get behind. Yeah. I feel like we're going to need the food tech queue just everywhere. What's great about this article mm. is, is just, it's like this future tech shit we're talking about. It's about like food being made on the space station. That's right. On the ship to Mars. It's like technology can make these things more efficient and precise, but it needs to be implemented pro- 
properly by the right kind of minds. You know, you need people working together, people from both camps. Cats out of the barn. We need the hippies. We need the stone tech geniuses to fucking get together and balance their ideas and figure out a way to print. You know, they do that. A nice friendly game of badminton and a home cooked meal. It's fucking true. I don't know if you're joking or not, but badminton, there is nothing like playing bad badminton. Here's what's great about badminton. Cause at Joe's parents' house, they had a tennis court too. I tried playing some tennis and I remembered how exhausting and you don't ever feel like a hero when you're playing tennis. It's really fucking hard to die for a shot. In the heat? I'm saying, okay, I can, <laughs> I pl- your be- I can best play. Best days are behind you. No, I'm saying, okay, I could play like a hard, I could play a hard game of tennis. <laughs> yeah, I, pl- I bet you could. I will whip your ass at tennis. <laughs> Actually, maybe I won't. I don't know what you got to reach. No, I got to serve. Here's the thing. You could play a couple games of tennis. That's all I got. I got a big serve, and then I'm out. All right, but you could play. That serve is going in. Imagine you play like three games of tennis. In a, on a hot day? Yeah, you're fucking tired by the end of it. Is it a nice cotton short and t-shirt I'm wearing, or is there some polyester in there? No, you're wearing a latex unitard. What do you think? That's what Bagney would put me in. Yeah. No, I, but when you're playing badminton, you get to make all these hero shots. You can run, because the thing moves slower. It's not a tennis ball that's moving at the speed of fucking light. It's a shuttlecock that's floating, and you get to like run and dive and swing and smash. Like fucking Thor. So we can three D we can three D print drugs. When you have that kind of you play a game of badminton where you're just crushing that hard, and then you sit down at a table to talk about how to print a delicious salad. (laughs) Or a drug to cure your epilepsy. Or salad. (laughs) (laughs) All right, they're printing drugs. Which allows them to stack medicines, which allow, they, they print them in different shapes. Did you read that in there, too? Instead yeah. of like a pill, you can make it into like a pyramid, and so it delivers the active ingredient in a slower... Uh, yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Efficiency, precision. Is that what you're saying? I thought you were talking about badminton for about five minutes. Well, that also requires Gates in the efficiency gang. and provision. Get oh, into pers- CRISPR. I didn't read this article. Bill Gates and 13 other investors pour $120 million into revolutionary gene-editing startup. Matthew Herper, Forbes, that's a pro. Pro. Herper pro. Also sounds like a disease, but... Or your daughter. What? Harper. <laughs> oh, God. I wasn't going disease route. <laughs> right. My mind is not diseased. All right. Pro. Four years ago, the protein... Co- We've talked about CRISPR, haven't we? Yes. Or have I just been talking about it to my clients? No. You, okay. You went off on a context-free CRISPR rant once. You're like, God, you know about CRISPR? Like, you mean salad? What? No. The protein called CRISPR, whoa, I've never heard of this, Cas9, hmm, an enzyme that bacteria use to attack viruses that infect them, was unknown to humans. That's four years ago. Tardigrades. Now, mm-hmm, it, uh, water bears. What mm-hmm. else do we call them? Dust moss moles, moss moles, <laughs> something like that. Shout out, Defay. Um, now, CRISPR is ubiquitous in science labs as the most efficient way of cutting and pasting DNA yet invented. Unless okay. it's octopus DNA. Oh, jeez. All Get comes full circle. Out. Other companies are probably already using CRISPR. 
weird, to try and discover new drugs. But this this is the company we're talking about that they've all invested in. Editas. Adidas. 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 I think they make shoes. I think it's Adidas. Uh, it's focused on gene therapy, on using viruses or other methods to deliver the CRISPR protein into the cells of sick patients, edit the very DNA that is making them ill. That is, you got to think about that. You thinking about that? Edit the very DNA that is making them ill. Yeah. So it's a DNA editor. Yes. Yeah. That's somehow less freaky than GMOs or more. Oh, it's way more freaky. It's fucking hot. The first project likely to be tried out in patients. A treatment for Lieber's congenital amaurosis type 10, a genetic form of blindness. You know why I put this story in there? We're about to cure fucking blindness. Maybe, I hope so. With uh, a actually, gene editor. Sounds like we're about to cure one form of blindness. <laughs> That's well. Hey. You get jabbed about, in the eye with all about storytelling, all right? Fucking bar dart. You're still screwed. I know something that happened to somebody like that. Do you? Because I do too. Yeah. I uh, kid my woodshop class in high school. Well, Shaggy Brownie's brother. Oh, that's right. Playing, I think he was playing volleyball, and he went to like pick up the the net. Oh take yeah, the, and the spike and like the spike flew came out of the ground right and in poked the eye. his eye out. Not out, just in in <laughs> his eye. In. Jesus, it's kind of it was rough. But he was creepy. saying like his brother didn't give a shit, or oh, I'm sure he gave a little a, bit of a shit. But he sounded like a body dude. He's like he's an everyman. He's a body he's like, dude. <laughs> Fuck it, one eye. Then he went and traveled around the world. Fucking yeah. Yeah, good for him. I'm going to wink. Gene editing technology, a big deal. Everybody's freaking out about like, oh, we can make designer babies out of it. Get rid of the gene for short and pump pump the gene for tall. Gattaca. But look at this. You see me? Referencing the movies? You go in there. I'm bringing it to the people. You you go like, oh, yeah, that's what causes uh, Down syndrome, that gene. Clip, 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 clip. You don't have it. I don't, I don't know if I like that. You want it all. You want the whole big messy stew. No, I just like people with Down syndrome. That's funny to you? <laughs> I mean, that's nice. That's nice, but it's kind of... That's, so you want they're to, exceptional people. Oh, you want, to, you want to, their survival on the planet to not be compromised by CRISPR. I just have wondered about that in the past. Like, maybe that's not... Because, you know, you hear about genetic mutations and things. That's part of evolution. Maybe that's evolution trying to make people nicer. Because people I've met with Down syndrome have their priorities are not as far out of whack as everyone else. Oh, that's probably true. They care about their family and they care about like the the ones close to them and they just like want people to be happy. Unexpected turn on this story. <laughs> well, unexpected turn on your. I think there should be an advocacy reaction group. to this story. No, there's like so CRISPR figures out how to. Uh, I'm going to say the word cure cure Down syndrome. You're going to pick it. I mean, I, I don't want to sound insensitive. Right. I mean, I know parents of children with Down syndrome. I think you could love um, those who exist and then even. Maybe, yeah, I, I don't When faced like, with the decision. If, oh, like if in utero you could go cure? Why not? It is an interesting decision, though. Nanotech. Because being the parent to a child with Down syndrome is, is not an 18 year job, it's like a lifetime job. Oh, right. No, you didn't your know where kid, you were going. Your, yeah, your kids it's don't leave. It's a four-year job, and then you hand them I over. I mean, maybe it's not, but I mean, a lot of times your kid's not going to leave the house and go to college. It's like they're... Right. They don't do that anyway, by the way. Yeah. They come back. Then. That's true. We're talking to Unc, Unc, Unc D. Yeah. But anyway, I mean, it's like, do you... I don't know. I know a lot of people whose kids keep coming back. 
You don't yeah. want to go there. You want to stay with No, I went, I went back for like a couple months. But I was still in college, but I was just like, oh, let's move on. This is weird. We're on to story 11. I think we might make it. Our hero at Hampton Creek. Whew. This is back on the gossip beat. We're not afraid of gossip. No. Hampton Suck Creek's been on. <laughs> Sorry, suckle. That's terrible. This is a brocast, bro talk. No, teats are welcome. <laughs> Who the fuck? I don't know where you're trying to take this thing. It's not me. <laughs> it's not me. Teats are welcome. I'm that's going to be the of white males. You know, the little. That's the description for the episode. Teats, teats are, are welcome. welcome. Maybe that's the that's title all we need. of this. Yeah, teats are welcome. <laughs> Maybe it is the title. Mm-hmm. We'll see. We got a few minutes left. We've had Hampton Creek on the podcast. Sort of. Morgan chimed in for a quick call. No, she was great. Thanks, Morgan. And uh, we've been talking about a lot of things about Hampton Creek. We've been talking about it. It's yep. an important company for a lot of reasons. Well, not for Biz Carson at Business Insider. <laughs> Sex lies and eggless mayonnaise. Something is rotten at food startup Hampton Creek. Wait, is that the actual headline of the article? Yes. Sex lies? Is there sex in here? Oh, yeah. I did, I'm... You didn't read it. Uh, for, former employees say, only to be followed up. Well, there's sex at any workplace. A day or two later with a, um open and direct response from CEO Josh Tetrick on Medium. On Medium. I love it. Where he publishes a lot of good stuff. Yeah, well, Lots of people do. Called My Response. I don't mm-hmm. know. I used to go there a lot more than I do now. But anyway. I hardly ever go there. Hard labor go there? I hardly ever go there, but I'm aware that it's a nice outlet for publishing articles. So <laughs> and making them mobile responsive. So there's a lot of accusations in this article. What I found... I can't read all this. Yeah, we can't go... Don't go through it point by point. There's graphs and shit. Yeah, there's all, things there like... Is, wait, wait a minute. There's an infographic for altering employee, employee agreements. Right. Okay. That was one of the charges that they kind of surreptitiously changed the severance uh, package. <sighs> there, uh, that he dated an employee. That's the sex part. Oh, that's... And promoted her. There's... But that's unusual. Well, Never in the annals of history has anyone dated look at you a... just glossing over whether or not it's even true. I no. He that... does come out and say he did date, but they would never do anything other than merit based. Yeah, I mean promotion and raise. And there, then many people come out in the article and actually go like, "Yeah, that's kind of the way this is here. It's very obviously merit based." They so had it... a, they took they got some more money. They had a big they did this sort of. Um, the layoff. Let's call it a layoff. Yeah. People were let go. This article. They weren't this article out. just re- yes, because they weren't putting out. <laughs> this article just reeks of sort of okay sour look, grapes. I got a hold of some of those people, and this is why they're pissed. Yeah, because many of the arguments were pretty weak. But you know, he addressed it. This one I found the interesting. thing that was interesting was like the the one guy was saying like all it is is pea protein and yep. modified starch. Yep. Like, that, it, that the that the that it, it was ain't that big a deal. Science for a food science company. There's not so much science. That's the the charge. This I found interesting. But that's a that's oh. a casual on ramp right there. What? It's a company interested in food science, and their first major product isn't some huge ball of science 
push through your sphincter. It's just like a little, now, it's like, here, it's a little bit of, it's here like, comes the Gilded Insider, body every man. Egg-free mayonnaise that tastes pretty much like mayonnaise. And look, we've added sriracha to some of it. When the stakes are high and you're raising money, mm. if you got a lot of high tech going on, you're worth more. Yeah, you get that lab up and running. Well, What's that, next? They, so my point being that there are consequences to sort of but there's a balance. You. What? I'm saying it's it's like a it doesn't have to be an overly complex product. I know, but I'm making a completely different point. They're the same point. They are not. On one the hand, same they're point. introducing like a reasonable I'm talking about the valuation of the tech, company. Low tech product to the peoples. And on the other hand, they're like, but look at this fancy lab that we're not talking about on our pastoral looking <laughs> Here's what Squirt I found model. interesting. The first version of Hampton Creek's flagship product, Just Mayo Mayonnaise Substitute, was not initially developed in-house. <gasps> yeah, Hampton... that's what I was talking about. Hampton... <laughs> what are you doing? Hampton Creek outsourced early development to Matson, a food tech... <laughs> <laughs> I think it's, more, it's a food development company. And the whole point of bringing this up is that, yeah, Matson... That's kind of the behind-the-scenes deal going on here. They do a lot of the trends that end up being foisted upon you on the shelves and in your cupboard started at Matson. They're setting the trends. They're making a lot of these products. But it sounds like they're not coming up with the ideas. The ideas are brought to them. Well, you work with them. Some people go to them and go, I need an idea. Some people go, I got an idea for this. And they make make it happen. So what's the problem? <clears throat> According to this, um, uh, these salacious, uh, yeah, several former employees, we just threw money at them and they came back in the first week with a formulation. It's just food, star- this is your point. It's just food starch with pea protein, a former employee said. Josh Tetrick got this and he promoted it like it was an amazing invention. It's very clear that they worked with Matson, mm-hmm. which I just found interesting because I know Matson. Pro. Insider. You. Gilded. Yeah. Um, dipped in gold and I didn't know that and then they brought R&D in house and it's their own thing and they've iterated on the product many times several times Ali Partovi's in this article hot big deal investor out there in the valley we that that is weird what happened with him he showed up and like landed for the as a chief marketing officer or something for a day or two and then left and had there were some weird quotes in the paper that was just a messy arrangement who knows what really happened? Some people think he saw what was behind the curtain and said, this isn't enough. You're overhyping it. Maybe they are. Yeah, what do we care? Maybe it's just all bird flu growth. <laughs> what? I don't you nailed it. Man, you nailed it. Yeah. I, this is what I think. I think it's time to move on. <laughs> I think that Hampton Creek... We've always enjoyed our dealings with them. We've covered them in depth. Our extensive dealings with them. I've dealt with them on many fronts. You said we. Okay, me. <laughs> and then your, yes, and then a little bit we with you. We enjoyed that phone call. <laughs> Very, uh, uh, certainly eager, certainly passionate, seemingly genuine. You know, I got no qualms. But it almost doesn't matter to me. Because Hampton Creek is just the thing that opened the door. That's what, that, that was my point. Oh, I missed it. It's they, like the product is the, is the entryway. And it's like the ethos the company, is the actual product. They, the company's gotten very big, maybe in sales, but in terms of attention, 
mm-hmm. like really fast, and that just creates more risk that you're just going to burn up. And then well, the problem is, is become yeah, more fattish. You're a than, company where you you haven't been around that long, and your guts it's like you're a little fetus. It's like all your all your organs aren't fully developed yet. This is good. You're and good. then all of a sudden, it's like you're thrust out in the world. You're premature. You're getting all this fucking press because you have a nice product, but then there's this big bird flu epidemic, and everyone wants your shit. And then all the lights are on you, and then you're like scrambling to make things look nice. <laughs> and then you're some people there. that like got fired and didn't care that they got fired until all of a sudden this thing they got fired from is huge, and they're like, "Wait, oh, interesting point there." Yeah, look what's it, but but they the product, the product's okay. I mean, the product—it's it, yeah, good. It's a better. It's better than as a food product. It's really nice. I've eaten. A, I do like the taste. A lot of it. But there are certainly vegan mayonnaises, and there are eggless mayonnaises that you can buy. But they I've were tried just like, many of them, but they don't have mass market appeal. And that, that's so what the, the missing ingredient. It's like they've cracked the code on making it a movement, bringing it to mass, and therefore they've opened the door so that this whole natural thing that's going on can find new footing with science and with mainstream consumers. So they're a gateway. They're a gateway. But they doesn't mean that they're not around for the long haul. They may or may not be. Maybe they will. Maybe they won't. They have certain things. I'm looking at my hand. Dialed pretty tight. And we better decide right now. We're not deciding. We're projecting. This podcast exists in the future. Scotland says no to GMO. Scotland is the future. Jesus. I'm going to add them to France. What was it we got? Something France. What were the two places we really talked about a lot? Oh, shit. It was a city here, wasn't it? France. Why can't I remember this? This could be the third beer. Scotland ban GMO crop growing by BBC News. Mr. Lockheed. There is no evidence of significant demand for GM products by Scottish consumers, and I am concerned that allowing GM crops to be grown in Scotland would damage our clean and green brand, thereby gambling with the future of our 14 billion pound food and drink sector. Well done. Was that an attempt at a Scottish accent? <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay, thank God. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Not intentionally. Maybe just sneaking in a little bit. That's, uh, that's great, right? Great. I mean, you live in a country like Scotland, which I picture or imagine looking something like Ireland, where it's just green, verdant, very close. hilly, but it's small and it's I've compact. Been to both. As a gilded insider, or is just like a, just a well grimy be. backpacker? Uh, one was grimy backpacker. One was, uh, when I was playing golf, wearing those big khakis that you thought were like sails. <laughs> those were huge. That picture was from Scotland. Uh, that, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, there's a, you know, that was the golf thing. I, I just, I think I kind of want to go pants shopping with you sometime. I have a feeling you're, a lot of win that day. you're buying like a 38 inch waist <laughs> when in reality you're like a 30. No. I don't know. And it's fine. I like good for you, Scotland. I like an odd silhouette too. Let's be honest. <laughs> Spray on GMOs. We're gone from Scotland, just like that. Yeah. We can't congratulate them. I I did. Oh, all right. The next GMO debate: sprays instead of seeds. Chuck Abbott. Pro. Space Pro. I think Chuck a- Chuck Abbott needs his own cue. I think he does. What would that sound we like? Could, we, could, we could easily do one a week from Chuck Abbott. Yeah, we could do one an hour. And, and we could do one an hour from that powerhouse. Chop at, chop at 12? 
Chop at 12. She said Chuck Abbott sounded like an astronaut, right? Yeah. So you have, that's how you think about Dude, the Q. What if, what if Natchcast, our, I mean, our influence is vast and precise and, you know, it's like a needle. It's such a long needle and it goes so deep. What if at some point the merging of all of our conversations about things that are going on the space station somehow coalesce with Chuck Abbott being some kind of astronaut? Send him up there. What if he's up there? What if he's doing his pro work? In orbit. That's great. Just for starters. That's Chuck, do you want to go to Mars? We'll have to try to make it happen. Natchcast can make that happen. <laughs> yeah, we can. The Gilded Insider. The Kingmaker. <laughs> you think the Kingmaker can't send someone <clears throat> to the Red Planet? Think again. Monsanto and competitors such as Bear and Syngenta. They did mention Uber. Oh, God. What do we call them? Oof. Ubel. 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 Ubel Food Tech. Agrotech. Ubel Agroworks. Agroworks. Ubel Agroworks. That is our proposed name for the merged entity between Monsanto and Syngenta. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> Monsanto are investigating genetic sprays that can temporarily turn off the activity of any gene through a technology called RNA interference, says MIT Technology Review. The appeal is that it offers control over genes without modifying a plant's genome. That Mm -hmm. is, without creating a GMO. Not only could this be faster than creating new GM crops, but the gene silencing effects of RNA interference last only a few days or weeks. RNA may be natural. This is a quote inside Chuck's work. But introducing large amounts of targeted RNA molecules into the environment is not. Look! If I'm going to bring it on spray-on GMOs, I like them equal. I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> they're temporary they turn it on and off yeah i mean that's great if that can really happen fine because honestly like it's it's nice it's important that people are aware of what they're ingesting and i think labeling products that uh, are gmo free or that have gmos has real merit just because we deserve to know it's like a basic human dignity thing we deserve okay. to know labeling but eventually Next generation, all of our food is going to be scientifically tampered with or enhanced. Unless unless it becomes the world without us. And there's like 30 of us left. And we could just get all agrarian. Unfortunately, science is the future. Man. But but the thing is, it's like, don't just stop at at fucking, it's labeled, I know it has a GMO, I'm not going to eat it. Mm-hmm. Like, know about that shit. Let's get balls deep on that. Let's we find did, out about, like... We just said thumbs up Scotland for just not even letting it in the country. Well, I mean, at this point, I don't think there's a compelling reason to let it into the country. Into the verdant green hills of Scotland. Into anywhere, really. Oh, I see what you're saying. Keep pursuing it, but make it worthwhile. Mm-hmm. And make it, make it apparent. Don't, don't make it, like, some sneaky shit. Yeah, sure. I don't want it. That's the problem. I don't want it attached to some big psychotic company's bottom bottom line. Got that right. I want it attached to the future of humanity as a a concerted fucking entity. Like we want to work together and not die like a bunch of fucking dogs. Badminton net. That's right. If you Badminton's the... going to fucking save it. You think I'm kidding. No, I'm not. But I'm like, if you, well, I'm a little bit. But if you can. If I the... play badminton with even the most twisted, evil world leader point. on the planet. You got the spray on GMO guy from Monsanto, lady. Let's call it a lady. 
Spray on lady. <laughs> spray on lady? <laughs> spray on lady. <laughs> you got, you're playing badminton with the spray on lady, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah? Sure. You're going to get to know her. Yes. She's going to get to know you. Yes. She can't be just spraying GMOs in the secret in the nighttime. No. After <laughs> it gets dark, everybody goes to bed, and then she comes out and sprays GMOs on all the trees to keep them healthy overnight. That can't happen. Make a certain kind of corn product while you're sleeping. <sighs> everybody no. should just know each it's other. Just, yeah. Share a badminton game. Share life. What do you call a badminton game? Uh, you can call it a badminton game. You can call it a game of badminton. You know what? I think there might be. Is there Joe like a and term? Gina, probably the final shout out to them. They when, last time they were out here, we played so much badminton, and I had set up a, some kind of like rigged lighting out there so we could see. Nighttime. This is how this is. This will tell you how amazing they are. We get a box in the mail from them a couple weeks after they leave. It's got some super nice pro fucking level shuttlecocks in one tube and then they sent us a few more that have led lights in them you flick on the switch and they glow so you can you can play at night Ooh, you still have those we're playing badminton before you leave tonight fuck yes <laughs> oh, all right you just sealed it you got a net out there yeah all right that we need to do a little picture for the gram all oh, right. we're going to We'll get Christy. We'll play doubles. We'll play against Christy and Nicole. They're upstairs. Two more. Okay. Quick one and longer one. We'll end on the longer one. Yeah, I got to pee. So let's go. The most important meal of the day. Not so important. Uh, Oh, my God. Chuck Abbott. Chuck Abbott. (laughs) Mission Control. This is Chuck Abbott. Wow. The Dietary Guidelines for Americans recommends eating breakfast as a way to avoid weight gain, but the science behind it may not be as clear as desired, says the Washington Post. It says the tidbit about skipping breakfast is based on scientific speculation, not certainty. Weight gain, whatever. I've always had a problem with this. I wake breakfast? up. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm not hungry. I wake Dude, up and I'm not hungry. It's the most important meal of the day. You have to eat it right away. Fundamental problem with so much of the shit we talk about is that there aren't blanket answers for everybody. We're all quite a bit different. Some of it is based on genetics. Some of it is based on uh, ethnicity, I suppose. I don't know. Like people from different parts of the world are probably more finely attuned to different types of diets. You want to trace your heredity back that way, you could probably find some answers. But really all you need to do is like, if you're not hungry in the morning, don't force yourself to eat. And then get yourself super fucking hungry and have a builder's bar. Yeah. Or what I do is the buckshot coffee in the morning. Oh, right. Gullet sleuth. Yeah, like a fat, rich coffee that I drink, and then I really actually don't eat a whole lot of food until about 11 a.m. Then you just have a bar. Then I have a, yeah, I have a bar, maybe two bars, work a little more, have a pretty light lunch. I, I don't eat a whole lot. Just as an aside. <laughs> <laughs> and then in the evening, I have a couple of IPAs with a light, responsibly... Yeah, and like a light salad, a kind of salad D based dinner. I love Tyson. We've just really boiled down the Tyson diet to butter rich coffee in the morning, two power, two two nutrition bars at lunch, two different kinds. I I mix it up, and some beer and a salad. <laughs> Call it a day. It's the Tyson diet. But if I'm not hungry, I'm not gonna eat like a natch chicken. I think I should. That's right. silly. 
I don't I don't wake up hungry. I've always felt guilty. Like, oh, it's the most important meal of the day. I should figure out how. Maybe if I like trained no, myself you over fucking weeks. Figured, what, th- that is psychotic. That is the problem. Well, I, if you don't wake up hungry, it's a fucking gift. But, <laughs> Do you feel like you're going to pass out at any point in the morning? That's the problem. Oh, okay. So you need to eat a little bit. <laughs> no, but there was a period of time in my late 20s, mm-hmm. <clears throat> 20s, AOL, where I would... I really staggered my schedule. Yeah. So I was getting in late and staying late, but I would wake up and I wouldn't have breakfast. And then I wouldn't get to the office, which was out in the middle of nowhere and had its own cafeteria until the cafeteria was closed. Mm, and I would that, miss lunch. That does sound like a big problem. <laughs> so I would get home at about 7 p.m. so hungry that I would eat whatever I could find. And often it was just like a big hunk of chocolate and I would just wolf that down before I dropped dead on the kitchen floor. Well, this actually sounds like a... <laughs> Like an eating disorder. <laughs> Maybe. This sounds like less of a solution than I thought it would be. Uh, Look, dairy goes to the onions. How the dairy industry and the onion. This is the D Faye. She would, yeah. Uh, shout out at Lady Faye. Don't, don't, you don't need to do that. Be... Now that uh, they're teaming up to defend factory, ar- factory arms. This is my third beer. Factory Farms by Andy Bellotti. You had a oh. beer before you left the house? Well, that's true too. This is my oh, this is my second one here. I guess I don't know. How many have you had? Two. Oh, but I had one before. <laughs> Civil Eats, the dairy industry. Andy Bel- I didn't know this was Andy Bellotti. He's pro? like a well, he's oh, I don't know pro oh, agenda. You still got some work to do, Andy. <laughs> you're not on. You're not firmly on Mark's radar. As I as as memory serves, he's a registered dietitian. Which is, we can get into that on a different podcast. Holy mm-hmm. moly, is that a basket of worms? Only because... They're in the pocket of Big Soda? I was just going to say. Because that's true. Okay. The dairy industry is in crisis mode. Milk consumption has declined by almost a third over the past 40 years, and sales of fluid milk are at their lowest level in 30 years. Meanwhile, the market for non-dairy milk has grown by around 10%. <laughs> For its latest stunt, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Dairy Management Inc., the industry group that manages the dairy checkoff, which brought you Got Milk, one of the most successful marketing campaigns ever. And actually, real quick, if you look on at realnatch.com. Yes. Oh, we haven't posted those yet, but some of our early shirt designs for Stardust and Snowflake, no, Snow, Snowflake the font we've been using. Looks like oh, the Got Milk. Yeah, it does. That's true. And actually, it's the font that we use. Like, we have the Natchcast font, which is like the sort of aggressive, taggery looking one that's really hard to read. <laughs> but then the more readable one, I think, is Universe, maybe. It's very stylish. It's more of the Got Milk font. Yeah, it might right. actually be the Got Milk font. Oh, hey. Hi. We could use your input there. We've licensed it. It's fine. What? No, I just want her. She would oh. know if it was the Got Milk font. Oh, okay. She loves fonts. Who doesn't? Uh, the Dairy Management Inc. manages the dairy checkoff, or money it collects from dairy farmers, has begun partnering with The Onion to capture the attention of millennials. Together, they're producing a series of videos and, quote, edgy content, <laughs> titled The Utter Truth, that aim to, quote, address common consumer myths and set the record straight about the work dairy farmers do and the milk they produce. Sponsored content from The Onion in defense of big milk. That's a problem. 
I actually find this weirdly more alarming than, um, so there was that whole big story that New York Times published about Hillary Clinton recently that was full of errors and right. I, I don't remember. Well, I don't it, remember it the was. big specific glaring error, but it was just sort of like the errors were glaring, and then the follow up was kind of fudged. And I think a lot of people are like, "What are we going to do? We we can't look to the New York Times anymore as like a bastion of responsible journalism." But honestly, I know where you're going. I feel the same way. The Onion, uh, things like the Onion and the Daily Show. I, are oh. are more important because their their uh, legitimacy. They're the watchdog. They are the watchdog. I am with you a hundred percent. Look, but the other thing this too hurts. is that the, they I excerpt think, this article. Well, I think they, uh, and it's bad. The writing's bad. It's not funny. Well. Today, for example, I plan to rant about how we're all morphing into poisonous zombies from the antibiotics administered to dairy cows by aliens. You know. Definitely work in something alarmist about how the milk we drink is in fact white food coloring mixed with the tears of radioactive pandas. Yes, that's the real problem. Is like usually no. their their fucking writing is crack. <laughs> that is awful. Well, that actually makes me feel better about it. It does because actually, if you were a regular you Onion reader, you'd be like, the, "Oh yeah, this is bad. Like this isn't the, real." To put that's right. You put the B team on the sponsored. That's like the C team. You Chinese wallet. Yeah, maybe that's the problem because this article seemed to think that was clever writing. If you read the Onion, that is not. The, well, they that is lazy. That's I not think. The kind of I shit think they our, do. the question from our audience, Lady Faye, was: Is this real? Mm. And I think the answer is: Yeah, they're doing it. Clearly, that's like everywhere, man. Yeah, but it's everyone's doing it. The cancer is inside. It's just sad that they're doing it, but what choice do they have? <sighs> What the fuck do you do? You say no. You say no to the Dairy Management Inc. for someone else. Okay? Don't pull that shit with me. You say no to Dairy Management Inc. But that's just because you don't like Dairy I know people. Inc. I know the pink slime people come calling the Natchcast. Hey, we're actually pretty good. I'm like, great. You can be as good as you want. Somebody else will sponsor you. No. Be like, Wait, hey, you all right, can give us sponsor somebody else. <laughs> give us $100,000 and we'll make fun of you on air. And let the people yeah, de- yeah. we'll let the well, people decide. We're not going to. That's gonna... true. If we're allowed to completely speak our mind and make fun of you, we will do that. Yeah. But if we have to kind of turn it into that crap you just we're read, just talk about radioactive panda tears. <laughs> yeah. That's not going to happen. <sighs> we did it. Fifteen stories. It's How only long? been it's only been one hour and twenty nine minutes <laughs> and fifty five <laughs> oh, seconds. <laughs> I don't know what you could cut out of that either. We definitely can't lose any of my road trip story. Box in a shed in the yard. Natchcast 21. Monotone speaking. It's kind of fun. Feels good. I'm going to add fertility to the list. Mark said agility, ability, nobility, fertility. We're getting good at this. We're enjoying it. We enjoy you. We enjoy plowing through 15 news stories. Maybe next week we do 16. Maybe we do three. You never know. It's like that box of chocolates we were talking about. 
Mokinen, <laughs> Natch cast is like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. I'm sorry I had to ruin your New Year's Eve party, Lieutenant Dan. She tastes like cigarettes. <laughs>